0: Shocking babies. life you crush your enemies see them
1: driven before you and they lamentation of the women that is
0: good. That is good. hello everyone and welcome to episode 49 of shocking things i am john the special guest and my brother nayar the barbarian nayar of star pod log and star pod track how you doing Nayar?
1: Oh, i love talking about conan
0: well yeah, this is why I want to have you on because we talked before it was your idea to talk about pumping iron, which was episode thirty-eight of Shocking Things, if you want to listen to that. How you wanted to talk about it because this is pumping iron pretty much is what got Arnold's notoriety, correct?
1: That was it. That totally was it, that movie. And and I didn't see that movie till way later on. Yeah. I was the, too young I was too young to know about it and they had no interest in it as a kid. Sure, but when Especially I became a teenager, bodybuilding
0: documentary, sure.
1: Yeah, but as a teenager, when I found out about this, I realized, wow, this is the roots of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. So now, Conan, I want to ask you. You're a huge fan of Conan the Barbarian, the Marvel comic book. Now, is it because yes. of this movie?
1: Yes, this was my exposure to the world of Conan. Well. My first exposure to it, I knew who it was as a character cuz when you look through the 70s Marvel comics, they would have ads for like things like Marvel coins and they had a coin of Spider-Man, a coin of Hulk, and then a coin of Conan. And I was like, I don't know who Conan is. And, t-shirt. and then you t-shirt you look at the ads in like Heroes World, they would have Mego dolls. So, I knew who the Marvel and DC characters were, I knew who Tarzan was just because Johnny Weissmuller, Tarzan was on TV all the time. But I'd look at that ad for the amigo doll of Conan. I was like, who's Conan? So I knew there was a character of Conan, but at the spinner rack at Cumberland farms or Wawa, or, you know, I never saw a Conan comics. So I, I knew there was a character, but I had no idea who he was until this movie came out.
0: And this is now it's 40 years old it was released may 14th 1982 mm-hmm. uh, rated r and now we watched this as kids this was kind of because we were pretty we probably saw this maybe a year after its release would you say right year after on hbo
1: year after and because i could trace it back to the comics because at this point then i was after seeing it i was i was like i gotta find some Conan and comics yeah mm-hmm.
0: And this is a Dino De Laurentiis production. We only knew that name at that time because we loved Flash Gordon, and we knew he worked on that.
1: Flash Gordon and King Kong, Yep, yeah. That's it's, right, And King so, Kong. Yeah, it, it was – he's – unfortunately, Dino De Laurentiis doesn't have the hierarchy in genre film that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg does. But when you look at his body of work, he made some things that impacted our generation.
0: Yeah, very impressive. I agree with you. Another thing that always stood out to me, and I know to you, because we talk, we both love art, the movie poster for Coney.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it was it Renato Casaro is the artist? Uh, very iconic. Absolutely. And tagline. Yeah, tagline on the poster says Thief, Warrior, Gladiator, King. And I thought that fit perfectly into it. And if you want to watch it now, it's on we have both talked about this. Probably out of all that there's how many streaming services are there? tubi is probably our favorite and it's free and it's on right now conan the barbarians on tubi right now
1: my wife and i brag about that channel all the time it's amazing (laughs) what you could find on tubi and we spend more time on tubi than we do pay channels because a lot of the newer stuff i think is crap but you watch tubi (laughs) it's amazing what's on there it is
0: it is and this is direct, directed by John Milius. Uh, I haven't watched too much of his things. I know he's done Well, he did Billinger. Apocalypse Now. Well, he wrote it. But for, for right? directing yeah, yeah. Lines, he wrote that. Yeah, direct, yeah. he did Red Dawn. Probably the most famous thing he's done for directing. But you're right. For writing, uh, the Magnum Force, he did the Dirty Harry film, Red mm-hmm. Dawn. Uh, and also uh, Apocalypse Now, definitely. And another one that is nothing like the rest of his films, 1941. I, that's so crazy.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> and you know what's weird is that they approached Ridley Scott to make this, and he declined. you imagine what a yeah. different movie this was?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It would have been definitely strange.
1: And it might but, have, because I was thinking about, when I heard about that, I was like, wow, it might have thrown him off to not do Blade Runner or to push back Blade Runner. It, yeah, I, I don't know. Same
0: year. Yeah, same year was released, 1982. Yeah, so it definitely who knows what would have happened. Now, this was also written by John Melius, and then originally the script was done by Oliver Stone, but I guess mm-hmm. that got scrapped later on. It was too ambitious. I was reading. Oh,
1: the Oliver Stone one. I believe that's the one that he wanted to put it in the future or something. I mean, he was just bonkers with.
0: And it's supposed to be huge, huge, stuff. huge budget, like ridiculous budget for the stuff he wanted to do, I guess, was the mm-hmm. other.
1: And And it's interesting when you look at the when you talk about the script, because as kids watching it, we just accepted it like, wow, this is awesome. It's sword and sorcery. You could argue that this is what brought the big boom in sword and sorcery on movies. Clash of the Titans, maybe too. That's more mythology. But but the, the story itself, the character itself is a mishmash of Cole, the Conqueror and Conan, the Barbarian. So for a Conan purist, once you read the source material by Robert E. Howard, you say, this is kind of strange how they made the movie. It works, but if you know the source material, it's kind of wonky. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And what else now? The cast, we'll go briefly over. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I think everybody knows who he is, right? We talk about Pumping mm-hmm. Iron, Terminator. Yeah. Jingle All the Way, right? Is that what's one of your favorites?
1: Oh yeah, kindergarten cop. Uh, I mean, that's yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, also just as I always laugh because uh, our father once referred to him. He goes, "Oh, I love that guy, uh, mm-hmm. that guy Arnold Arnold Snigler." He, he couldn't, couldn't pronounce say his, his last name. name. Yeah.
1: That's
0: so funny. I just I always just laugh at that. Um, Another thing, at the time, when we first watched this, James Earl Jones as Thulsa Doom, I had no idea he was the voice of Darth Vader back then when we were kids. Did you?
1: No, I don't think
0: I did. Yeah, I had no idea.
1: You know, I, I mean, I, I didn't—unless it was glaring, like Harrison Ford or something—
0: yeah, you weren't paying I, attention to who did I, the wasn't, voice I wasn't. I wasn't a deep
1: time. diver. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a deep diver. It was a different
0: a... time when now, where actors make a living off of uh, doing voices. Back then, you couldn't. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I want to <laughs> say This autographs. is, this is the, about the time period that it was really getting into Starlog magazine. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, you, Starlog was our internet where you got to learn things. It was true. How would you, find, as a kid, how would you find out all these connective tissues of things? Unless you you, you talked to kids at school, at the lunchroom, you had some magazines. So, I mean, it wasn't, we didn't have the information at our disposal. Sure.
0: Uh, also, so, another person I didn't recognize, because he's like, one of my favorite actors, Max von Sydow as King yep. Osric. Yep. I had no idea that was Ming the Merciless. That's right. At the time. Uh
1: back-to-back, yeah,
0: back, yeah. Senel Bergman as Valeria. She was also in Red Sonia And a film you have to watch one day, Nayar. Hell Comes to Frogtown with Roddy Piper. Are you going to watch that? It might, I think it's on Tubi.
1: Now I'll take your word for it.
0: Okay. <laughs> and Tech War, Tech Justice. Kathy might like that one.
1: Uh, the tech... I like the William Shatner tech stuff. That was good. Do you remember? I think it was on TBS or something. Like... Uh, what channel it was, on was that? USA, on? USA. 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 Yeah,
0: yeah. It was pretty good. It was um, Ben Davidson as Rexar. He was a former Oakland Raider, and he did a lot of TV appearances mm-hmm. for his career, like Dukes of Hazzard, BJ and the Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, now this actor, Zven uh, Ol Thorsen as Thogrim, He's a former strongman contest winner and bodybuilder. Now, do you recognize him from all his other appearances? In the Arnold Schwarzenegger films. He was in Conan the Destroyer. He's in he's, Red Sonia, The Running he's, Man.
1: He's one of those ones I wouldn't notice it until you told me.
0: Yeah, because he looks different too. And he's yeah. just very like, nondescript at times. He barely mm-hmm. ever talks. And yeah. this is some trivia for you. Did you know you actually had an action figure of him as a child?
1: I did not. Who?
0: Lieutenant Tank Ellis from the Captain Power television series.
1: I never would put those two together
0: amazing isn't it and yeah. then he's I like
1: captain power him. too
0: it was it was good but again he just for whatever reason he just like blends in and he's not recognizable a lot but mm-hmm. he was also in uh, LaFour's and Mallrats. rats i know you love kevin smith mm-hmm. uh, cassandra gava as the witch uh she was in night shift and i had to just just for the credits i had to bring this up because uh i know you love this movie high road to china terrible <laughs> thank god we never had uh tom Selleck as indiana jones because we mm-hmm. would have had high road to china correct
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: uh, the jerry Lopez as sobatai uh things i'm not really familiar with north shore and farewell to the king the mako as the wizard
1: uh, yeah Korean he was a destroyer. great part he did a good part yep
0: i guess he was a stage actor that's how john has yeah. found him yeah so, because he thought he was like larger than life, and that's why he wanted him. and he's in Pearl Harbor. Valeria. How do you pronounce her in Quinnocen as a princess? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like we mentioned in the Pumping Iron episode how Arnold has his friends make cameos. Franco Columbo as a cameo as the Pictish Scout.
1: Yes, and during this filming, Franco was Arnold's trainer.
0: Oh, OK, See because
1: Arnold Arnold had retired from bodybuilding at this point. And so he had to train in a different method because now he wasn't going to be a bodybuilder, but he was going to be a physical actor. So mm-hmm. Franco was there to to do that. And in return, Arnold said, I'm going to hook you up and I'm going to make sure that you're in. You'll have a career in movies. OK,
0: that was, yeah. That was nice of him. And he did. He was in uh, Terminator and Predator. Name a few. Yes. Mm hmm. Uh, he's not, he's
1: not a household name, though, but like, he's you know, not, Arnold, Arnold was true to his word, though. They're they, Like, in real life, they're friends.
0: Yes. I, I, this movie, I don't know what the best way to describe this is. I mean, Conan tries to avenge the death of his parents, and he basically becomes a man and a hero in the process, right? I don't know. How yeah, see, that's
1: that's more the origin of Cull the Conqueror, because in the Robert E. Howard books, Conan just ventures off and is an adventurer. So it's, it, it does – It this is one of the examples of – because you look at the current Marvel movies, and we kind of get frustrated with them because we're saying, oh, this isn't like the source material. How do they mess things up so badly with these? But look, if you're a nine-year-old kid watching a Marvel movie yeah, – you have no clue. Just, You're entertained. You, you're like, okay, I like it. Uh, that's how I was as a kid. I was like, this is fantastic. After I did more research – a little bit of frustration, but I still just view the movie as it is. Now we look at movies and say it's it's their own universe.
0: Yeah, you don't look at separated. Like the Thulsa Doom character is not a Conan character.
1: That's a Cull character, correct. Thulsa, like the, Well, Thulsa Doom is a Cull character, and that character has a skull for a head. And so they took the name Thulsa Doom, and they made him more like Tothamon in the Conan universe. So it's like they... Combined aspects of these two characters. I, I I don't understand the rationale of doing that. Like, what's the point? Um, <laughs> but we're talking about this Conan universe. They were lined up to have four movies. So Arnold yeah, signed on for four movies. How, okay, because I know we did originally you not mess, they this said three.
0: How you
1: John, mess this up. John said three. John
0: Millia said three, but I, I, who knows? Is, is that yeah. is that how Red Sonya maybe became part of it? Possibly.
1: I'll tell you how with the thing with Red Sonya is. Why that movie is so disconnected is because they that was supposed to be Conan in Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. and then at the last minute they could not get the rights for the Conan character, so they had to just change Arnold's part in there. It's just it's it's a mess because someone in the office didn't dot their eyes and cross their t's with regards yeah. to realities, which is a yeah. shame.
0: It is. It is so now, what is it? I just want to just in general, talk about this film? Like what scenes like always stood out to you? Just like we're kids watching it. There's certain things that always stood out to me, especially if we're young kids watching this. So this is kind of it' was kind of a jarring experience. Oh,
1: you're not kidding. and And the funny thing is my <laughs> wife, well, my wife saw it at the movie theaters.
0: talk about oh, how crazy. really?
1: Yes, she saw wow. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, Especially babies. a woman, too, seeing this, yeah. probably. From Wh- her point did, of view, it's going to be... Who did
1: you see Conan with at the movies? Um, I think it was my brother. Your brother brought you? <laughs> and what was your response when you saw it? I thought it was good. Yeah? I mean, yeah, some of it was shocking. Yeah, like the <laughs> nudity or stuff like that, yeah. Can you hear that?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I couldn't hear it. Oh,
1: oh, she said, yeah, she was shocked. The nudity and the violence. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Especially the young age, you're seeing this, and we exactly. weren't used to this. I mean, this is probably... Oh, Mike, that orgy scene was like,
1: what is going on
0: here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Arnold, yeah. Arnold, the first time he gets laid, you watch that. They just throw him in that cage with a woman, right? They throw the woman right in there. The bat, right off that,
1: right off that, the beheading. Be, you know, like, oh, yeah.
0: Well, his parents just, getting killed in front so of him. This is
1: insane. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah, this is nuts. Yeah, th- there's so many things all going on in your head as a kid. You're watching this. It's, yeah, it's definitely, and then he's he's a slave. Well, okay, so he's gonna be—it's—he's uh, gonna be pushing this wheel forever now. I tell you it's what, I love grain.
1: I love that though, because it just shows him transform. You know, what I mean, like is. from from skinny weakling to this mountain of muscle just by pushing a, a mill. Uh, yeah, and he outlasted millstone. everyone. Oh, great. great, I yeah, like that. Does. And
0: that was John Milius wrote that. I know. Mm-hmm. I watched the commentary, and that really—that is something that always stood out to me. Yeah, that was that was really well done. And just and how he's that pit fighter, how he's so then he
1: oh he, that was he, epic, yes,
0: yeah. So the guy he basically you know buys him after as a slave from the mill, and then he just starts off as that pit fighter. Just how he's you know he doesn't know what to do at first. That guy with the piranha teeth, and then just how he gets better and just becomes a warrior. So yeah, that whole You know, what? our
1: father loved that that whole scene of him. Fighting. Did he? He did. Okay. I remember him. I remember him like being super expressive when when we're watching it they're going whoa whoa you know, <laughs> it's just it's it's so especially for that time period it was so crazy
0: it was it was i mean for like a fairly mainstream movie i mean you'd yes. see it in like exploitation films things like that but for like a mainstream movie uh i mean, that's funny because he's the one who we watched it with when we were kids. I remember it was like a big event. I still yeah. remember watching it in the living room. You probably remember that. I'm absolutely. sure, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: because uh, I, I remember it so who much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> going to school and telling everybody about it, and the teacher saying, "You watched that? Like, like what is <laughs> what is wrong with your parents?" And I remember making a a a, a sword, a conian sword, like out of construction paper cuz they had some art project thing you had to put on and i made the connie and sword and that was oh, my really? art project yeah at at, at ridge hill school <laughs> okay i
0: didn't know that <laughs> I mean a That's grammar great. school
1: kid you know everybody else is making whatever sunshine smiley faces <laughs> i've got this i was like man i got to make a Konyan and sword and That's
0: you had awesome. to put a
1: po- you had to put a poem a, a poem associated with whatever you cut out your construction paper with
0: and I hope you something about the lamentation of the women on the poem. did Yeah, you? that's
1: what I did. Yeah, I made that <laughs> No, I'm I'm I made a poem about um about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's conians muscles. Really. And and I spelled and I spelled very with I I, I know you're gonna find this shocking. I always found spelling difficult. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I misspelled very, and they're like, do you know how many R's are in very? I said. Uh, and then teacher went. Her, her name? What was the Russian teacher? What was her name? Miss Romanovsky Okay. She. Oh, you're putting a lot of R's in there because he has very big muscles. I mean, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. You went along yeah. with it. Yeah, that that's the ticket. Yeah, that's yeah, why that, I don't that's know
1: that's how to spell. Fit. Yes, yes. Yeah. I thought there were really three R's. <laughs> I already thought there were three R's in very, but no, yes, very. Tolkien has very big muscles.
0: Yeah, it was an art project, not a writing project, technically. Exactly. Right. So exactly. But yeah, so that's like we said, the best in life. That whole that scene, that speech when he goes to um, that was iconic. The East, yeah,
1: iconic. What is the best in life? To crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. I was like, this is just absolutely. It was my everything about that movie from a kid's point of view was mind blowing.
0: Yeah, because we definitely never saw anything like that before at that age. I was probably what nine. or were ten. Yeah. Uh, and also
1: James Earl Jones. Uh, what an
0: incredible! Oh, he job. Was great. I mean,
1: he was just. That is that is a shame that they never brought back that character in a film. In a sequel project or something.
0: Yeah, it is definitely. I agree with you. And Another he doesn't do thing...
1: signings, right?
0: No, he hasn't no, never, over the years. never, never. I mean yeah, that, if he were to hit
1: conventions, the line would go around the building.
0: Oh, it'd be ridiculous. To get into his sure. panels. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, it would be ridiculous.
1: Because he, thing... you know, that he, uh, he helped Arnold learn English. Because okay, James, no, James Earl Jones that. had a stuttering problem. Arnold, the thing that was holding him back for go- going further into movies is because he had such a strong accent and there are a lot of words that he couldn't say. So James Earl Jones took the time with him to give him speech lessons on how to move his tongue because he he had a speech impediment and he wanted to oh, help okay. Arnold. And so Arnold said he was always thankful for that because he couldn't go forward without James sure, Earl sure. Jones' help. Oh, that's and, great. and in return Arnold gave uh, him uh training Physical training to to help him. Okay, that's great. So, I mean, they 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 were friends. Arnold relates that he was one of the first friends he made on the set because he was fairly new to America at that time. He didn't know anybody. Yep. Isn't that like I'd never figure that out, huh?
0: No, no, no. That that's that's a great story. Now another thing that always stood out to me watching this at a young age is when he first finds that sword, so it's the Atlantean mm. sword with that. Yeah. That the the dead king on the throne, and when he takes yeah. the sword and then it like moves <laughs> and you think that the, yeah. the skeleton's coming alive. That was
1: Yeah, and the and the sword's inscription says, Suffer no guilt, ye who wield this in the name of Krom. And I always thought that was great, that that there was a hierarchy of deities in this world. Because we know that this world takes place, you know, it, it's supposed to be. A history of humankind thousands of years ago and so this and this was the the hyborian age of mankind
0: but and he's sumerian correct that's what the conan yes
1: mm-hmm. so if you look at the map that's inside of any of the robert e howard books it's just a, a portion you know an area of the land And and when you read the books and I thought the movies were supposed to do something like this. He goes to different places to find adventures. It's almost like him starting. It's like him starting in Connecticut and then going throughout the United States and like landing in California or something. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a it was an entire world building there. Which we never got in the movies. It's just a shame.
0: Yeah.
1: Nowadays, they would build on that better.
0: And then uh, you also enjoyed it when he saw the witch now Conan, uh, right? And uh, gives her uh, the flesh sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and throws her into the fire. <laughs> that That's was great. The,
1: yeah, that was a great part.
0: Uh, what other scenes, though, stand out to? Oh, when he punches uh, the camel in the face, right? Oh, terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's disturbing to watch, isn't it? That, but, yeah, yeah. It looks,
0: but definitely looks like he barely touches it. At least, so that that's the good thing about it. When he meets uh, Sobatai, mm-hmm. then they meet Valeria. They they climb that tower. That was also very impressive. That that snake oh, tower. That. Okay, looks, so yeah.
1: that is that scene is based on a real Robert E. Howard story. Okay, so because a lot of the the, the Conan stories, they're they're fairly short stories. And so they were taking elements, piecing it together, of things that were in Conan and things were just made for the movie. So yeah, that white tower was drawn from Robert E.
0: Howard. Yeah, that whole thing: so woman's getting sacrificed, and Conan steals a jewel, and this gigantic yeah. snake awakens.
1: And and you know what? That this was the era of Dungeons and Dragons, and this was like the if. If you were to describe to someone what's it like Dungeons and Dragons, this movie is a good example yeah, that's, of something yeah, that that is the,
0: that's it. Yeah, Definitely, definitely, yeah. All the scenery and everything, definitely.
1: Absolutely, but, you're uh, hunting for treasure. You're looking for adventure. You meet teammates. You have to work together. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is. I mean, that that's one of the things that resonated with me so much because at this time I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I just said, this is because as much as I liked the the works of Tolkien. Tokens works don't apply to Dungeons and Dragons so much, whereas this is sword and sorcery. How many movies, because of this movie, came became popular in the early '80s? Of,
0: oh, were so many different barbarian movies that. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's like this. Just this. This was the perfect time to release this movie. It was something that, but I think it was kind of odd they made it rated R because kids wanted to watch this.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know?
1: definitely. But it was like this was this is another period piece to say what what was it like uh, to 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 be to growing up in the early '80s. This is one of the things that was huge was sword and sorcery.
0: It, yeah, I mean, I could think of some Deathstalker, uh, Sword and a Sorcerer, like a few off the top now, of yes, my head. yes, yes,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah. The Barbarian Brothers did some movies together. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, it definitely a lot it of was very popular. Yeah, it was very very popular for like a short period of time. That gets forgotten when you like someone who didn't grow up in the 80s. They just think of what, like bright colors and right. Just exactly. exactly. And And this whole
1: satanic panic thing was huge. It was just it was a reality. It was just a big, big, big deal. Did you remember the time that you first saw a Conan comic? Uh
0: not sure, to be honest with you.
1: Because you, 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 as far as the sword and sorcery aspect in fantasy, that that wasn't so much your thing. You would lean more towards sci-fi mm-hmm. when it came to movies.
0: Yeah, it was never huge into stuff. the yeah the sword and right? I liked You're... it, yeah. but it wasn't my favorite. Sure.
1: But, well, tell you what, this movie spurred me on. That I was like, man, I got to find a Conan comic now. I have. I got, remember I've...
0: seeing the the magazine size first. Actually, was it? That, the Savage okay, sword it's, fun, or... it,
1: it's funny you said that because that's. Because we would get a lot of comics from this place called The newsstand Stand in Amity Plaza. It was on the border of New Haven and Woodbridge. And I remember my grandfather bringing there, and, and I said, man, i got to find a Conan comic. But then on the bottom shelf, what caught my eye was Savage Sword of Conan magazine. Now, I didn't know at the time that the the whole deal with the Comics Code Authority... So the Comics Code Authority, if you have a comic book, it has it can't have any adult content in it. Can't have sex, can't have nudity, can't have drug use, yada yada yada. So comic books were all all ages. But magazines, there was a loophole in the Comics Code Authority. They defined a comic book as a certain size. So what happened was anything that was magazine size, you could put whatever you want into it. That's why Mad Magazine went to, you know, used to be a comic book size and went to magazine size so they could ditch the Comic Code authority. And there were a bunch of other comics in the seventies that started doing that because of the fact that the kids that grew up in the sixties, the the comic book publishers wanted to retain those readers so they made more adult material. That's how they had creepy and eerie. Right? I mean they're all yeah, they're yeah. all magazine size,
0: And this is right next to, like, Heavy Metal magazine.
1: Exactly. They had a whole section of it. And that's when I caught my eye. I said, wait, Savage Sword? There's a Conan magazine. I was like, wait, it's a comic. And guess what? I opened it up, and there were titties in there. And I went, oh, my god." <laughs> <Jesus." laughs> I, I was like, I had to close it real quick. I looked around, make sure no know was looking. Yeah, here,
0: here. Buy me, give me the funny book. Is that
1: yeah, your... I remember saying poppy i want this he looked at it, he goes well why don't you want the comic and it, i look back now it's because that thing was like two dollars and the comic was 65 cents I, said, I, really, <laughs> I really i really want this he's like ah don't they have a comic to-? I, like, I really want this he's like Ah, okay and i sat into the car you remember we'd sit in the front seat of the car and like no seat belts. his arm was the seat belt and he goes you're gonna read your comic, and I just said I want to read when I go home. I just want to look at the cover, and I was like, I, I'm so afraid to open it. I just kept staring at that cover. I said, I gotta go to the bathroom. He goes, well, right, No, you go home. You go to the bathroom. I ran in the bathroom, locked the door, sat down. I said, Man, I'm gonna look at this now. No one can distract me. <laughs> And from that point forward, Savage Sword of Conan was it. I love that magazine.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's the first time I remember seeing uh, Conan in comic book form. So the magazine form, and technically, yeah. So that's the first.
1: Uh, that was it. I mean, my to my this introduction day, to it. day, I have tons of Savage Sword of Conan. So it's, I, I, I like the first 125 issues of Conan the Barbarian. Uh, because of the fact that Roy Thomas, here, here's the thing that's interesting, Roy Thomas was a fan of Robert D. Howard. He's, he's, in Marvel Comics, he's the one that pitched this and said, hey, we've got to get all these things that are popular, not just superheroes, like Star Wars. He's the one who brought Star Wars into the yes. Marvel universe. He was on the pulse of what was popular, and he said, "In more, in order for Marvel to grow, you have to You have to get different types of people you have to get sci-fi fans you have to get fantasy fans you have to which is smart to diversify and so uh roy thomas was very involved in the first 125 issues of coney and the barbarian uh, comic book the producers later on got him as a consultant for coney and the destroyer
0: Oh, okay. And it's, I didn't that's one the, that.
1: Yeah, and and when you look at, it's funny when you look at this era of movies, and things that have some connection to comics, they were they were still in the figuring out stages. Whereas now, what do they do with the Marvel movies? A lot of times they will find super fans that were involved in some aspect of production and then hire them on as consultants or showrunners or something, which is smart which is really smart.
0: Definitely. Whereas, no, whereas
1: that's... in the early 80s, that didn't always happen. It was just, hey, we got the license to something. Let's figure it out. Uh, oh,
0: sure, yeah. You couldn't research things. The average person, like I said, there was no internet to research things, yeah. to see if things were accurate. They were just like, oh, they watch it, consume exactly, it. The next
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's one of the things that I love about your show is that you talk about... All the awesome things of yesterday. And as 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 much as there were flaws in certain aspects, you have to realize there's no source of information. No one source, no one world encompassing. Uh, There's a magazine,
0: yeah, that we'd read, but yeah, but it's just
1: exactly, exactly. So when you look at all that was involved in in this movie and how it switched around from directors and stuff, yeah, they they got some of the source material kind of wonky but as far as the theatrical production it worked it really worked very well to the point where it spawned so many imitators
0: so now when we talk about that scene with the temple with the snake that's where conan sees the two snakes that logo so then that's where he's oh, on yeah, it. yeah so that's where he, he falls to doom so he's on the quest to find him mhm I like that as the plot the plot point. Uh, what else? Anything else that stands out to you? That whole that tower on the mountain. Another thing, very. Oh, oh about These that snake all... symbol.
1: Here's a funny yes. thing, though. That with that okay. snake symbol. So, yes. uh, this is how any any nerd that grew up okay. in the '80s knows what that symbol is. Sure. Right. Modern day, no one knows who it is. Okay. But to those yes. of us. That, that grew up with this movie, it's, it's iconic. I was walking home from work one night, and it was me, my buddy Jamie, and this girl Amy that we worked with. And we were all walking to the garage, and this guy had a Conan T-shirt on walking towards us. And I went, yay, here are the limitations of the women. And he <laughs> smiled. He smiled, and his friend said, oh, you like the shirt? Check out his back, and the guy just whipped off his T-shirt, and he had a giant tattoo of <laughs> that. Really? Statement. Wow. How random is that, that he has the tattoo, but he's wearing a T-shirt? Like, what? Dude, you want to talk about a super fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, but that symbol is is iconic. Like, what, what a great symbol.
0: Uh, and then we see Max von Sydow, his introduction as the king. Yep. And how he wants Conan.
1: Well, you know why he, Max von Snyder did did, did that movie?
0: No, his, no, his, I don't his know. Son,
1: his son was a Conan fan, and he wanted to please his son. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's why he just has a short, like, just like a brief He just, uh, yeah, segment. he's
1: like, you know, he yeah, his kid wanted him to be in it, so he did it.
0: Okay, and I don't know if you saw the deleted scene, that he's supposed to get killed. There's like oh, a murder you know, it's, scene. It's, it's,
1: been. it's been so long. It's been so long. I don't yeah, so I, the, yeah. I, I got to rewatch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, there's a deleted scene where he's supposed to get killed, but they scrapped that. So that didn't happen. But, yeah, so I, I like that. So that's how the explanation of why Conan had to go find his daughter. And then he goes through and we see I love that gigantic that other temple on the mountain. Is that the mountain of power?
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's another physical set, which you'll never see Hollywood <laughs> right very rarely mm-hmm. spend so much money into something like that nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, the sets know, are beautiful.
0: And that was also now that was based the whole the cult thing was based on the Jim Jones cult. Did uh, you read that? The Jones town? Like, like as, like, as you know, far
1: as the activities, yes. But the look with the white robe... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was all modeled after a real cult in Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I like you it could the tell, way...
1: You could tell that Jim Jones reference there.
0: And I do like uh, the way Conan takes that robe from the evil priest who wanted uh-huh. Conan naked. Do you remember that? He brings <laughs> him into the field. That that, that was another yeah. great scene. And then when Conan... So, Conan, I guess he didn't actually. So he gets crucified, Conan, and then we think he dies, but he's like near death and gets brought back to life. That whole scene too was also mm-hmm. with the was the animation for the spirits.
1: Oh, well, you talk about the crucified. You know, those were real vultures on the tree, with the exception yes. <laughs> with the exception of the one that Conan bites was an animatronic one. Okay, but damn, they did a good job. Didn't it look real?
0: It did. It did. That's great. But yeah, that's thought, another scene that always, like, stood out to me as a kid when they had the writings. The wizard put all the oh, writings on him.
1: Yeah, again, that that is a, a Conan cover, Savage Sword of Conan. And uh, M- Marvel's X-Men has made a reference to that as well, Crucifying Wolverine on a giant X. So that, that whole tree scene ended up becoming... Iconic.
0: And then another visually I love that the war paint that they put on Valeria Conan Sobatai yes. the, the black. That yes. that's another thing always 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 stood out to me when they go in the temple, which you said uh the orgy scene, one of your favorite scenes, right? Yeah. When that I, you see good that point.
1: good point about the camouflage. Yeah, that's really cool looking. I like it. sometimes you'll see model kit makers will paint They'll the They'll take a
0: regular Conan and then paint it like that. Yes, I've seen yeah. that before. It looks awesome.
1: Yes. And you talk about Valeria. You know that in, in, in the books, Conan's love interest is B. Lee. And okay. the director didn't want to add her because, and and she's more of a seafaring woman, but he said, I always wanted to do a Valkyrie-like warrior. That's why I made this character for the movie. Okay. mm, Okay, it's kind of odd. I mean, just keep it the way it should be. But she became her own character that's awesome in her own right.
0: Uh, Now, the the other thing that was also memorable, also Doom transforming into the snake.
1: Yeah, it was good. It's really good. I mean, it was believable.
0: It was, and then the giant hammer that Sven has <laughs> that knocks down the pillar during this whole scene was also mm-hmm. something that I just like he just looks like a, like a, an oaf, like yeah. <laughs> when he knocks it down.
1: Well, you didn't make a mention yet of uh, Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden and Lemmy of Motorhead being in the movie.
0: <laughs> is, is, is that is that who they look like? You're saying the his guards? Because yeah. of the mustache. <laughs> okay, I never, never thought. Yeah, Sven's the guy that was uh, the Bruce Dickinson one. Though. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I, 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 wasn't thinking that, but okay, I definitely that time period. That's who they look like, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing stood out always was the snakes. Also, Dune turns those snakes into the arrows.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good scene. A lot of imagination in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was,
0: yeah. And that's how Valeria dies. They burn her. But then we get to see her later as a, a spirit mm-hmm. coming back later. So I like that. I mean, there's really... What other things that have to... Anything else that stood out to you in there? I know you could talk about this for hours, but there's so many different things. When you, when you finally beat yeah. heads, I know. Fulce and Doom were like the cult just sees how this is it's over now and they just all leave and they throw their candles into the water.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I look at this, I just think about how it spurred me on to want to read the comics even more. And, yeah, I, and I think Laura that's just, Moore. Oh, I, I think that's just different than when we were growing up. That's do you remember like the whole TV show was on, on TV and we would get whole comics. Like you, there was there was a certain sort of immersion that you wanted you wanted to learn more about the universe that that you were watching. Um, here, to, like, just talk about the comics a little bit. Roy Thomas he wanted to get the Lord of the Rings comic books made, but the the Tolkien Estate said no. We we don't do comic books. We don't license anything out. And so when he had the idea of doing Conan comics, Stan Lee said, "Why bother? You know, you got the biggest fantasy writer that doesn't want to do it. We got this Robert E. Howard Estate. They probably." won't want to get involved either. And they said, well, you know what, let's try. And I talked to Roy Thomas about it a couple of years ago. And he says, this guy's old. He said, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was something like $300 and you can have Conan. And it was one of those things I went back. I went back to the office and like, no one could believe it. The family did not realize what they had. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's amazing. had absolutely no idea what they had. Um, and, and, and here's I'm, – I'm wrapping around to say this, is that because Marvel had the license for the comics already, it was – they were on top, and they had the success of making the Star Wars comics. They were on top of making comic book adaptions. Do you remember that? You watch a movie, and you look for the comic adaption. Yes. Because yep. we didn't have a VCR or anything. And so you remember we got the comic book adaptions of of Conan? And it was great. It was art by John Buscema. I mean, it's just it was so much fun reliving watch rewatching Conan the movie through comic books. And that's become recently more of a thing that collectors are looking for is like if you're if you collect things from the movie, get the comic adaption from it. And it's kind of fun Mm -hmm. to see how they change things for the comic adaption because they had to edit a ton
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, there's certain things. And then with certain adaptations, you're going to see there's the deleted scenes are in the comic books.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one of the fun parts about it, too, is seeing things that, that could have happened in the movie. And this movie is a things that there are a ton of things that could have happened that were thought about, discussed, deleted.
0: Uh, I know another thing you love is the music for this film. You used to play this all the time. I was obsessed with it.
1: I, well, you got to remember, we we were big fans, both of us, of movie soundtracks. Uh, we weren't, as young kids, we weren't so much into popular music. We just liked listening to soundtracks and stuff. Star Wars soundtrack, Star Trek soundtrack. You know, and this was, when I heard this song, I didn't realize that. That this was an opera, Carmina Burana, uh, or Fortuna, and uh, I was like, "Man, this song is so awesome!" And Ozzy Osbourne uses this as his intro song for years, right?
0: Yeah, I, I believe Fortuna. so. Is it yeah. Basil Polidorus is the. It's uh,
1: oh, it Fortuna. For it's uh, I think it's Carl Orff. I could be wrong, but. It's, it's, uh, that, that, that score was amazing. Yes. Oh, and I no, ended up seeing the opera nice. live uh, um, some years ago. It's, it's a, a very choral opera. And just, just the power of that soundtrack.
0: Definitely, definitely very fitting for this film. And now, what, what's
1: that? Let me ask you, what do you think about the, the, the action figures? Do you remember how they had the Coney action figures?
0: Uh, Well, they were based that was
1: later on, though, way later on.
0: Uh, you, a couple years you, later.
1: Yeah, weren't you frustrated that they didn't make a toy line associated with this? Well,
0: yeah, it's another licensing thing. Yeah. So they had to get the comic book. So Remco did action figures.
1: And, and so, on... so of this era, though, it was everyone thought that He-Man figures were based on Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think that? Did you take off? Oh, to- sure. Did you take off the, the, you know, Conan's chess piece, uh, He-Man's chess piece and pretend he was Conan sometimes? Oh, it's definitely very,
0: very, it's definitely very similar. I mean, no doubt, no doubt about it. And then, yeah, so like Remco made a knockoff of He-Man and they got the rights to Conan, but just they're not even comic book rights, just the Howard estate. Yeah. (laughs) Right. license. So they're kind of very generic.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not based on the movie.
0: What else is going to say? Oh, for recently, this ties into because you just saw Stranger Things season four, correct?
1: Yes. Finish it off. We did. Yep.
0: Now, Hopper has the Conan sword. It, you noticed that, right? I'm assuming.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: That's been confirmed as the actual prop used in this film.
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: <laughs>
1: I think that thing was 11. If I'm not mistaken, I think that sword was 11 pounds.
0: Yeah, I know all the swords were real. People got hurt on the set.
1: It's one of the things, because I used to collect the Lord of the Rings swords, the official ones, back when I had a house and I had them hanging up. And those two-handed broad swords, you really do need two hands to hold them. Now, granted, Arnold's huge. He could he could use one hand, but an 11-pound sword, is that's a heavy sword. You get hit with that. You're going to feel it.
0: <laughs> now, speaking of Star Log, I pulled out Starlog fifty-nine since that's your bread and butter, Starlog. Oh correct? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I could picture it. That's the one with Arnold on the cover? Yes. Yeah, oh what a great issue. Yep.
0: That's really, really interesting. So that really goes really in depth. If you're saying we didn't really have any information back then, we couldn't go on yeah. the internet. So unless you had a star log to read, this is where you could get the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saying how they had a sneak preview in Las Vegas in February of that year, and they had huge crowds flock to the theater, and they had to add three additional showings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production, we we're talking about that before with the rights and everything. It was they had problems for six years before the film got made through all the the things they were going through. Yes, illegally.
1: yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, because if you look through older Star Logs, they announce it way earlier, and you're like, why are they announce? Yeah, okay, when's it coming song? out? Yeah, oh, when's this thing? Yeah, 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 thinking. yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, production designer was Ron Cobb. Special effects were concocted by Nick Alder. Uh, so yeah, so it started in 1976 is when they had yeah. the idea of the film. The, the associate producer Ed Summer wrote the original script and Arnold was already cast immediately, but then it got scrapped by uh, executive producer Ed Pressman and he contacted Stone. Then they had issues. Paramount uh, came up the money only if Stone was going to do the script. And they it was very ambitious. and they yeah, to that's what down. they started
1: doing that that dancing game with the directors and the writers and stuff.
0: yep. Yeah, so they're going through all this stuff, yep. So then Ron Cobb did renderings based on the Oliver Stone script, and he worked on Cobb worked on Alien Star Wars. Milius was under contract of the De Laurentiis Company for a movie Half of the Sky Then Warner Brothers was interested in that film. So they and not Conan. So that's how, And De Laurentiis had a good relationship with Universal, mm-hmm. so they they made a deal that way. And then 20th Century Fox picked it up for Overseas, the rights. Mm-hmm. And so they had to totally rewrite the script, you know, based on the budget because it was brought down to $19 million. I, I don't know what it was before, but apparently it's going to be much bigger than that. So that's Arnold, uh, Bergman, and, and Lopez all had to learn martial arts and had to handle the swords properly that took months of training. And you were talking before about Arnold cutting his weight. It said he went from 250 to 228 mm-hmm. pounds. Uh, so yes. Bergman ran he had to be athletic miles build, a that day. Body build. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bergman had to run four to five miles a day for training. to have like an athletic look. And mm-hmm. uh, like we're talking, the real swords were used and that's where there was injuries. And for awards, for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Saturn Award winner for Best Actress, uh, Sandal Bergman. Yep. Golden Globes. Uh, new Star of the Year in Motion Picture Female, Sandal Bergman. And yep. this is another one. DVD Exclusive Awards, 2001. Uh, for Best DVD Audio Commentary, Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Milius. Did you ever listen to the commentary? No. I, oh, okay. I
1: find that so distracting, watching okay. a movie. It, somebody, it's, it's funny it's, you it's, say it's, that. It's, it's 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 overload to me. I, I can't do okay. that.
0: Okay, it's funny you say that because uh friend of the show, and I know you've listened to him, I've appeared on the show, uh, John from The Pint Podcast.
1: Oh, I love The Pint. Yeah. 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 They're great. great. Yeah.
0: And he is the one who said, because we did an episode about – our opinions of what the greatest year of films were ever produced. That was episode Isn't 31 of shocking things.
1: Great episodes. Yeah.
0: And he picked 1982, which you said is your year. Also correct. Right. Is what you would pick your personal yep. favorite year.
1: Mind blowing year, Yes.
0: And, and he said he doesn't like watching commentaries. We said, but this one, he said, you have to listen to the, the commentary for Conan. The barbarian is that okay. one yeah. that's worth listening to. And right off the bat, immediately when it starts, you know how they, they talk during, you're watching the film, they're talking during, even during the credits. Yeah. You have John Milius who says, I, I am Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I- imitating yeah. Arnold. And then Arnold goes, yeah, if you believe that, then you'll believe that there's little Richard Simmons Jr. Is running around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> So, so, yeah, immediately uh, that's that's how it starts. Which well, you know, making fun of Arnold's
1: that. accent, here's the funny thing is that the, they really wanted Arnold to be the narrator for the movie. I, I But then the, the, the right. producer said, man, no one can understand this guy. Put Michael in it. And, you know, I thought that yeah. was a really good choice, though, to have non-Coney and someone on the outside doing the that, – that was a great –
0: Idea. it worked it i think that worked. worked
1: better yes and he yeah, okay i gotta got tell you something else too about sure, sure. talk about about his physical fitness and everything and how how he changed from a bodybuilder to ath- athletic so i went to a panel last year at dragon con and it was on the literary track uh, for those who don't know dragon con is just this massive 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 convention that every year in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's like every sort of fandom you could think of is represented there. It's like a little convention with all bunch of little conventions with tonight, a big one. So there's this track called the literary track, and uh, it's the um, high fantasy and you could talk about all these panels. Talk about anything of in the world of fantasy, but on, on the literary side and it there was one panel about Conan swords and sorcery and and the reality of these works so what they do is they look at these books like robert e howard's books and say how much of it is fantasy how much of it is reality well conan in the books is known very much so just like arnold is depicted um very muscular uh, fit you know way way bigger than the average guy is now and so some people m- might look at that saying, well, it's it's unrealistic. Well, actually, the further back you go, um, people were far more muscular and physically fit because of the fact that they had – all their labor was physical labor. So they had to do everything themselves. Nothing was automated. Also – there, they did not have high-fat diets. There were diets of of very little meat, but lots of grains for energies and vegetables for nutrition. And so, Arnold's uh, Robert E. Howard has said the body type for Conan is not unusual. Conan did not stick out amongst his contemporaries, but this was a normal body type for everyone of that era because it was so physical. The ones who okay. tended to be more fatty were the ones of royalty because of the fact they had they had everything done for themselves. And when you think about it, when you look throughout history, there there is some reality to that.
0: Yeah. Like, makes sense. Farming, yeah. So if you're absolutely, farming things of that nature, absolutely. you know, building your own house, hunting. Then yeah, the That's aristocrats the living in a palace, and they have servants doing everything for them. So that yeah, makes sense.
1: It is. It is. So it's it's interesting. Look at at the the breakdown. You know, we we watch movies and read books because we like to escape from the real world. But there are certain things that are based on realities. Granted, they are ex- exorbitant uh, of the realities. You know, no one's going to be that chiseled like Arnold was. Uh, but the fact that people from hundreds, if not thousands of years ago were more physically fit than now, there is something to that.
0: Definitely. Now, for merchandise, you're talking about the merchandise before, but the Conan figures that came out later after the film.
1: Yeah, way later, because I don't think there's... I was trying to think. There was no Probably
0: 86. Probably 80, now, I looked this up now. There is official Conan merchandise that was released in 1982 do you know this uh, i didn't know I this until recently until researching never actually saw this in person if you see these i'm, I'm sure the, they're going to cost some money collegeville made conan and thulsa doom mass and costume sets believe it or never not never saw it it's in my life that were packaged you know in the box you know with the little cheap plastic and yes so i'm going to post those pictures later on social media they're Amazing, has those day glow colors like a lot of those costumes had at the time.
1: Oh, I'd like to see that.
0: Oh, yeah, they're they're absolutely amazing. And then later on, because of the popularity, NECA made some figures maybe 15 years ago, I know. Uh, right now, Super 7's making. Have you seen those Conan figures based on the film? I have not. Yep, yeah, they they make some. And then there's a when-last-made replica Atlantean swords, I know. So, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's still a market for this stuff. I'm sure now with the Stranger Things, there's going to be more people wanting these swords, right? Mm. Yeah, could be. One last thing I want to say that I kind of, like, just forgot about this until just researching things for Conan. Because of the popularity of the film at the time, there was The Adventures of Conan, A Sword and Sorcery Spectacular. Oh, absolutely, yes. In Hollywood. And we saw that when we were kids. We saw it so many times. We thought that was the coolest thing in the world. They're like, oh, wow, there's like some type of Conan attraction. And they had the same artwork for the poster, if you remember, when you walk in there. And you could take a photo where they had the cutout heads. and You put your own heads for Conan Valeria. You could do that, if you remember.
1: Yes, yes,
0: I do. We have to look for a picture of Nayar, because it is somewhere and they are doing that so that's just something well, there's I a picture with my
1: because our mother put her head in valeria's yeah that's yes there is yeah
0: so it ran from 1983 to 1993 i didn't realize it ran that long it's 20 minute live action stage show so it was it was fun i mean i i enjoyed it like loosely based i mean visually it looked more like the film but definitely storyline wise wasn't the uh, storyline is just
1: total of fiction yeah, I mean, yeah. like it was like a skinny guy that pulled. It was almost like a King Arthur type thing. You pull out the exactly. sword, they transform. Yeah. But as far as that's right, there was this Conan show at Universal. You know, Universal Studios is just amazing. It is. I, I mean, great. I look back at it. I like Universal better than than Disney. I, it's I, definitely I,
0: more fun lately. Going, I could tell you that. It's de- I've heard, it's definitely You're
1: not the only one that said that. I've heard so many people say that. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely but that Conan
1: show was amazing.
0: It was. It was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, now, uh, the other thing now. So, we're all done talking unless there's anything else you want to say about the film. Or Conan and Jeremiah, the comics or anything.
1: I'm glad so. that Sean Connery wasn't cast as Thulsa Doom. He was considered. I mean,
0: okay.
1: it would be a whole different film. With
0: It would be, yeah. It would definitely <laughs> Yeah.
1: Weird. I mean, I I think that yeah. would just be too weird having him. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about this movie is the casting. Yes. Everybody fit. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So no. Get, it's. wait, one what's more.
1: A, one so, other thing uh, is that they a, end up. We talked there? about the uh, Dungeons and Dragons connection. There okay. are two official Conan scenarios, and they tied into the movie. It shows Arnold uh, on on the on the packs. And they are very... Oh, okay. Desirable. I never saw that. Yeah,
0: I, 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 that I, up have,
1: now. I have it in, in, in my collection. And it's one of those things that... Dungeons & Dragons modules, they're not too expensive. These two modules, because if you're a conian collector...
0: You're going to buy it, what, even if you don't care about Dungeons & Dragons, you're going to buy course. it. Sure. And,
1: you know, I've never played these adventures before, but now you've made me think about it. Like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I should... I should actually play this adventure, see what it's like. Yeah, but because it took some time later on, TSR ended up making their own Conan role-playing game. But how did they not just... The merchandising, I think that's the most frustrating thing, the merchandising directly tying in with this movie. Not the comics, not being lazy and promoting comic stuff. How did they miss the mark and not have more awesome things with this movie?
0: I don't know. I don't know what to tell you Nayar. they are. So now, rating. So, thumbs way up is excellent. Thumbs way down, excrement. I already... And, you know, there's thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I already know what you're going to say. I don't even have to ask you.
1: Yeah, this is thumbs way up. <laughs>
0: I, I give this thumbs up. It's right It's right, right in the middle. Not exactly way up, but it's, it's slightly poking up higher. Because I always enjoyed this film, but not nearly... You love this, right? Yeah. I always... I liked it very much where you loved it more. But it is it is one of those films. It was on HBO. Anytime it was on, I would watch it. Yeah. You know, if we flip the channel it's on halfway through and still watch it.
1: So let me ask you this. Out of all yes, the yes. fantasy and sword and sorcery movies, would you rate this as one of your favorites or one of your top five? Because I know you like that movie.
0: I mean, it was the a sword and the sorcerer, right? The you like
1: that movie a lot. Boy, you watch that all the time.
0: That that one, I actually, I I know people probably think I'm crazy. I prefer that over Conan.
1: Well, that has more horror elements. I know you like yeah. horror more.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that sword uh, could shoot. That
1: sword up,
0: was and, epic. <laughs> <laughs> that sword, and then the sword gets smashed, and then you could pull it out, and uh, it has another little sword in it. Yeah, so yeah. different film, and the acting's better than Conan the Barbarian, but uh, yeah. But that, I did enjoy it a little bit, slightly more, I have to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I remember you watching it more as a kid.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. So, uh, this was great. Uh, now, please tell everyone where to find you and your wife and uh, anything else if you want to tell any projects you have coming up.
1: Uh, oh, we are Star Pod Log. We are a podcast that focuses on Star Log Magazine, the internet of the 70s and 80s. So, we actually take it issues of Starlog and just flip through and talk about what it was like to live during that era. So it's more of a time capsule show. And we have a lot of friends that join us. We have international contributors because once you hear the word Starlog, and it usually brings a smile to people's face because that was such an amazing time to be able to read a magazine and not be spoiled, but just to just to look forward to things and, and reflect on things as well. So We're on all aspects of social media. We have a fun group on Facebook, and the Facebook group is all retro 70s and 80s stuff. And I I know, John, you and Laura have contributed on there, posted some crazy things. It's amazing. It's It's amazing. (laughs) It's crazy, but sure. Oh yeah, you 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 put some wacky things on there. Well, I mean, sometimes you just look at some of these toys and, or like you said, uh, Halloween costumes. You know, some of just the stuff that was produced back then, you scratch your head and say, "What what were they thinking?" I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this Conan costume looks like now.
0: Yes, no, yeah, I'll post it up. Uh, I just posted Speaking of the Starlight" in your group. I posted I was watching the film "The Black Phone," it's set That's in right. 1978, and inside a convenience store, there's a comic rack, and they have whole bunch of starlog magazines so I posted that picture so I thought yeah <laughs> so it's great to see things like that
1: oh it grew- was it was yeah well thanks for having me on
0: do you want to live forever <laughs> Enjoy shocking Things, please rate, review, and share the episodes you enjoy. To find us on social media, please go to anchor.fm slash shockingthings. That is the hub for all our links. And you can also see everything that we talk about, the posters, the pictures, and everything involving each episode on our social media. Please comment, and please leave a message, and ask any questions you want about Shocking Things. Uh, it, you know, it's really showing what we can do here, you know, and what we have to offer. We got a lot of creative people, a lot of great things going on. We got Valley Independent Santo, I think putting a lot of uh, publications out there to shame, right? With, with the quality. Listen, to, I'm offended people.
1: that you mentioned it after after the pint and shocking things. Right, but whatever. It's only <laughs> been a, it's only been 11 years.
0: All yeah, it's right. priorities. It's priorities.